Hello and welcome to the the first episode of 2022. It's a 2022 Formula One season preview. I'm joined by my co-host Jonathan Dezuti, as always. We are talking everything that happened this offseason. We're talking about predictions for this next season. I mean, it's a big year. I, it, there's, I mean, no no two ways about it. I think this year is, is going to be super fun. We've got Drive to Survive dropping soon. But we just want to kind of set the table for um, what what's happened and where we're going. Johnny, what are your what are your thoughts? Are you excited like I am? I'm, I'm pretty fucking I'm pretty stoked, man. I think um, it's kind of wild how these drivers and these teams travel all across the globe. Um, and then we finished. I was looking at our last podcast of the season after that crazy finish in Abu Dhabi. And that was in December, right? So we've really only we've really only been in the quote-unquote off-season for a couple of months here, which is super short. I can't believe these guys are just right back in it, traveling across the globe and about to hop into these brand-new Formula One cars. Um, but, hey, it's fun for us. Fun, yeah. fun for us to break it all down. But uh, very, very short off-season, but always good to hear your voice, Chase. No, um, the best to hear your voice. And know whose off-season didn't feel very short? <laughs> Mattia Pianotto, because he barely was a part of last season. So it, it's just probably one big blur for him. I thought you were going to say Michael Massey. Oh, that's a, <laughs> that's a little, that's a little I feel like it's all been, I feel like, I feel like Michael Massey has had one long day from December, whatever that was like December 14th through now February 24th is when we're recording this. That guy's had a brutal, brutal end of 21 and start of 2022. Yeah, I mean, he's now relieved of his duties. So um, uh, There it is. The cat is that? out of the bag. Yeah. Do we want to get into that? All right, let's, let's just touch on this because it's probably the biggest storyline. <laughs> so. And it's also where we left off because our last episode of last season, we had – Super special guest Kirk Fox joining, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna applaud myself here, Chase. But we got into it us three um, about what was going to happen with Michael Massey, and and I said, and you could go back and check the script. I said that Formula One, the FIA, was going to use him as a scapegoat for what else was going on, and he was going to get fired. And I think I was I think I was alone in that prediction. At least, at least maybe Kirk Fox opposed me on that. But um, I'm not going to say I'm happy the guy got fired, but it does feel good to be right. It always does. Yeah, I mean, you, you nailed it. It's some, Something was – no one was that, – that, that controversy was going to swallow up someone. So um, Massey took the heat. I hope he's getting paid handsomely somewhere. Um, but, no, I mean, squarely on his shoulders. And there was – it was a big controversy, and it and – it, I mean, it, it's unlike anything else in sports, and um, I, I wasn't actually that surprised. I don't know if I opposed you back then. I'll have to go check the tapes, but I'm actually not shocked that it happened. Um, you could have been playing Switzerland. You could have been, you could have been super yeah. neutral. Yeah. I, I remember somebody saying that it, that, it, that it wasn't correct that he was going to get fired. Yeah, I think it just, like, unfortunately for him, it, like, Red Bull didn't lose the championship. So he had to lose his job. It's it was, it was, it's crazy though, because like Red Bull, especially 
you know, with testing going on, um, they're being asked about it. So drivers, Hamilton, um, Total Wolf, and and I think Total Wolf and Horner agreed today for the first time in forever that they think everybody just needs to move on, which is like that's so much easier said than done because of how crazy the finish was last year. But they both said, like, we need to move on. But I will say that Verstappen and Horner, as you probably would expect from the Red Bull side, have made it pretty clear that they think um, Michael Massey should not have gotten fired. I'm like, oh, that's interesting you'd say that because you were the one who was benefited by that crazy decision towards the end of the, towards the end of that race. Yeah. So, I mean, not shocking stuff there. Um, those guys, you can usually predict how they're going to be on the record. But um, no, it's it's just I mean, it's unfortunate, but it is that's that's the way the sport is. I think they're going to get a lot more stuff correct these days. I, I think they're going to hold drivers accountable. But at the end of the day, it's, it's Formula One and um, the drama is what makes it. Um, and I, I don't know, I'm, it, it'll be exciting to see how they cover it in Drive to Survive. Um, mm-hmm. I think there's just going to be a lot of, not just the reactions, because we've, we've heard quite a bit from the Red Bull side and the, and the, the Mercedes side, but hearing from these other teams and just the people in the paddock and how that all felt in the moment, that's going to be my, my favorite thing to look out for. I think that's going to be super exciting. It's going to really reveal how like the drivers feel about each other and and kind of like going into this next season, like where the rivalries are going to come from um, and all of that. So, um, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be crazy. You're right. Um, Drive to survive. A little drop on Drive to survive. That premieres chase March 11th. We talked about it before we went live just for the listener out there that maybe tunes in to drive to survive every year on Netflix. This is going to be an incredible season recap of 2021, but yeah, drive to survive comes out on March 11th. So we're really what less than two weeks or no, a little bit over two weeks away from that. Yeah. Um, that'll be, that'll be great. I mean, it, it's just, it's pairing really nicely. I think formula one is taking a ton of advantage of like how modern sports fans watch, um, watch their, their seasons because listen, you don't have a huge off season. You get right back into it. They build the intrigue with with the releasing of the cars, and we're going to talk about what cars we like and we don't like. But um, this is, I mean, off of arguably the Formula One's best season this decade, um, maybe this century. They're they're rolling right into a, a, a brand new season with with a really new cars and new regulations. And um, no, there's I, a lot of fun stuff. Yeah, and they kick it off with the Netflix series, which has obviously propelled the sport um, at least in in the u.s so um let's do a little who's hot and who's not um let's talk about some of these these cars um we'll do a quick refresher just the the broad strokes for what's new about these vehicles um so a lot of the focus this season um is on basically cleaning up the air behind the cars um dirty air is the biggest impediment for passing um if a car is trailing another car that's why drs exists Basically, you need to give an advantage to the car behind um, because otherwise um, they're basically screwed by the fact that the car releases a lot of dirty air behind it. But the car has made a lot of changes this year that will address that. The biggest ones would be the front wing. Um, so the front wing is to be attached to the nose. Um, this get, like Closing of that gap 
um, prevents a lot of like this vortex air that was happening that was really tough to drive through. They're also um, the the tail wing, um, sort of the the top thing you'll see is a lot smaller. It's very noticeably smaller. Um, and the tires you'll see are, are a lot bigger. Um, they went from 13 inches to 18 inches. So huge. Um, yeah, huge tires. There's a lot of other kind of, um, things at the bottom of the vehicle, some of the drag boards that you won't maybe see right away, but you'll also see, you also see on the wheelbase, they've got those little wheel covers, uh, on the interior. Yeah, that's another. I mean, everything is just geared towards um, preventing some dirty air. So um, we, we'll we see how much it plays out. It's hard in testing. You're not going to see any of these changes, obviously. Like, they're not trying to pass one another. Um, but we'll see if it actually does open up a lot of more passing this season. And uh, and like- kind of the way to think about it, especially, especially when we first see these cars, and if you tune into – um, the Bahrain test right around that Formula One drive to survive drop date. It's the same weekend, um, March 10th through March 12th. So if you tune in, I think it should be on ESPN here in the United States. But for the Bahrain test date, take a look at these cars. And the thing that you got to imagine is how the air off of another car would be flowing, you know, not to get super technical. Um, because I can't get super technical. I'm not that smart. But uh, <laughs> just just basically how the air would be flowing off of these cars. So, you know, the, the wheel caps, how that front uh, wing looks, also how the rear wing looks. It looks so cool um, on these cars. Um, there's just a couple of different things when you take a peek at these new 2022 regulation cars. Uh, that's all focused, like you said, Chase, on controlling the dirty air and also just making it easier to follow cars. So that that's something they're really focused on uh, for this year. And hopefully, hopefully it means that there's a lot, there, there's a lot more tightness in the pack um, that qualifying is a lot closer and we can really get some incredible overtakes that would highlight some of the great wheel to wheel drivers like Fernando Alonso, Daniel Ricardo, um, you know, and, and plenty more amazing racers. Perfect. Um, so let's go. I think we'll just go dra- back and forth and kind of say, like, who's hot and who's not. Um, I, I think the car, I, if you don't mind me talking about it, that everyone's buzzing about. Um, previously mentioned, <laughs> uh, Mattia um, Benotto, the, the principal for f- Ferrari, actually almost took last season off just to be working on this car. It's the Ferrari F175. Um, and this car looks beautiful. Like, most Ferraris do. So this is on your who's hot list. This is my hot list. Um, it's and listen, Ferrari is Ferrari. They're, the, I mean, for newer listeners, it's as you can imagine, it's like the Lakers, it's the Cowboys, it's the Yankees. That's this is the legacy um, team. It's, I mean, they've won the most um, constructors. They've had the most drivers win the championship throughout the years. They they're a behemoth, but like the Lakers, like the Cowboys, um, kind of like the Yankees. They've been down. They have not won since 2009 or earlier. When's the last time they've won? They won, they won when Kimmy, Kimmy snuck, um, I think, in a win with Ferrari in, like, the mid to late early 2000s, right? So, like... Yeah, like 08, maybe? Yeah. And, well, the difference... The, the, I mean, first off, I got to agree with you on the who's hot list... Um, Ferrari looked incredible. Um, but to your point about the big dogs, the Lakers, the Yankees, 
um, the Cowboys. You'll see this Ferrari if you haven't seen it. It would be as if the Lakers went from uh, their perfect color, uh, you know, purple and gold, and just made it a lot darker. This Ferrari is not the typical Ferrari red. It is like a bottle of wine, um, which <laughs> I think looks pretty cool. And they've got a lot of black on there. So yeah, um, really it's different. It's not, the, it's not the standard Ferrari um, that, we, that we're so used to seeing. And it's a little bit polarizing. Some of these cars we're going to talk about with the first reveals, um, they're a little polarizing in how they look. But I think the Ferrari, i got to agree with you, that they're on my hot list too. Yeah, it looks great. I mean, noticeable differences is like, I think the, the, the nose of these cars, there's a lot more differences than what we saw. Like um, the, the classic Mercedes nose that had been winning with them, the classic that um, – that force India or force one India later Aston Martin basically like ripped off um, the full Mercedes nose concept and front wing. These nose, especially on the Ferrari is like thin. It almost looks like a letter opener. It's like sharp. To a there, that That's the, that's a, what's so fun about these 2022 cars is like, you know, what is different about every single one of these reveals is, and it's great for the, it's great for the audience to see and like understand why these reveals, these car livery um, kind of premiere dates are so cool because you get to see what these teams are thinking of. So Ferrari also has, besides the wing looking a little bit different than the majority of the cars last year, they also have these indentations on um, kind of the side pods, which yeah. is like we said, if you think about it, just how air air crosses over these vehicles, as well as like cooling for the engine, that's an innovation that we've never uh, or not we've never, but we haven't seen it in a while. And a handful of the cars have these indentations, which means maybe they, you know, um, pick something up in all of their testing over the off season and, and even last season before. But some other teams don't have it. So it's it, it'll be interesting to see which one gets the advantage. Yeah, and, I mean, we talked about it. Like, Ferrari looked great. They, I mean, Leclerc had the fastest time. Not, I mean, you have to take all of this with a grain of salt. I mean, especially early days. A lot of these teams are – their car isn't even close to being done. Um, so uh, they're, they're really tinkering. They're, they're checking how these vehicles are going to run with at different fuel levels. They're, they're doing a lot of tests and I wouldn't take much from the times, but Ferrari was the fastest. Um, the car looked really good other than some, some bouncing. Did you see that bouncing with Leclerc's car? Yeah. 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 Um, they call it like buoying, right? Yeah. He, yeah. Like a, like a buoy, but um, I think that also ties in, and we'll get into kind of the test reactions because, as you noted, right now all the Formula One teams are in Barcelona for the first official uh, 2022 test session. Um, but I think that the feedback from the drivers is that, especially with those 18, you know, inch wheels now and some of the other pieces on the car, it's a lot heavier. So that's affecting some of the times in these sessions in comparison to what uh, these teams were doing at previous, you know, lap records in Barcelona, they're a lot, they're a lot slower. Um, mm. And then you're getting a lot of that buoying from the rear, as you're saying, these cars are like having their, your, their undercarry smacking against the pavement when they come up on, like, imagine these cars going at the Austin turn, that giant climb, and then coming down, it's going to be a lot of sparks flying from the back of these if they don't get that issue figured out. Yeah, but Ferrari dealt with it a lot. 
Yeah, I mean, and Matias said after, he's like, this isn't something we've seen in our simulations. Hopefully, um, it's an easy fix, but, I mean, potentially could could not be. I mean, Downforce is obviously the biggest, the name of the game. So, um, they, they want to get this figured out now. But the fact that the car was still running so, so quickly, um, especially... Um, they weren't even using the softs and, and they were the fastest car out there. So there, there is a lot to be optimistic. Fastest on day two, fastest on day two. I got to stick up for McLaren because Lando Norris was fastest yesterday. Um, but it's only been Ferrari and McLaren on top of these leaderboards, but not to jump ahead to the test, but nobody wins a championship in testing. Um, so you still, I mean, I think today Lewis Hamilton, the incredible world champion that should have been. Um, I think he was the slowest in testing, and everybody knows that Lewis Hamilton is not slower than, uh, than than the whole pack. So, awesome. Do we want to talk about some more um, hot vehicles? I mean, you you kind of touched on the McLaren. But do you want? I don't know. If well, I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence for McLaren. Now, my hot list. You mentioned Ferrari. I really liked Williams, and then I also really liked Aston Martin. So they're on my hot list. Williams. Um, I really like their colors. Maybe it's just super neutral of me, but I, I really like the blues. And I think that their their nose on the car, like you said earlier, you actually hit it straight on. It looks like that Mercedes that I've that I've come to really like how that nose looks. Um, yeah. So I think the Williams car looks pretty clean. Um, I don't think that it's going to perform extremely well, yeah. um, but I do like how it looks. It looks a lot better than the last couple of years where I really think they phoned it in. Um, yeah. and, and then the Aston Martin, I think that they had a really good launch. Um, they had all the theatrics around it. Um, I still like that color green and they were the first ones for me to really see the indentations on the side of the car. Um, I like that. It's not like a bunch of competing colors, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's, no. it's really just one. I know for, we know we talked about Ferrari and the red and the black mesh well for the Ferrari, but like we talked about Williams liveries in the years past, they would always have like yellow, white, blue, another shade of blue. It's probably the reason why I'm on the fence about McLaren. McLaren has like this crazy highlighter orange color with a like a golf light blue, you know, side. And I'm not really sold on it. What What do you think about McLaren? Are they on your hot list? They're not. Um, they're I, on yeah, your not I, hot list. They're not on my hot list. I. I, I'm not in love with this car. It's performing pretty well. I mean, it it did perform pretty well, but um, I've never been a fan of the orange or the blue. It's a tough it's a tough color scheme to get right. Um, as we said, like I'm a fan of their drivers, um, fan of the team. Big Zach Brown guys here. It's basically America's team at this point, but um, it's it's not my favorite color scheme. I got to be honest with you. I mean, they, when you compete with Alpine, it's pretty easy, like the, the way that car is looking. <laughs> and then um, we'll get into the, the ghost car, if you will, the, the white vehicle that um, Haas was rolling out. <laughs> um, because um, talk about competing colors. Um, the red, white, and the blue, um, really uh, not not a great look for um, one Nikita Mazepin. And yeah. The, yeah, the Uralki, Uralkli whatever the name of their sponsor is. Yeah, or, Earl Kali or whatever it is. Earl Kali, yeah. Uh, I can't even pronounce that. But, um, no, it's it, – I, 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 the Mercedes is such a great-looking car. I, I, I think that that's been lost in, like, their success is, like – They're on your hot list? 
the branding on Mercedes is so. I mean, they consistently do it again and again. The chrome with the blue, the hats are money. They made that Mercedes hat look cool. Um, they, I think they the, the design. Obviously, it's been very effective, but I think it's beautiful um, the way they design, especially their front wings, um, particularly. And it's almost like a wave um, the way they've done it. It was pretty pronounced on the um, on the old car, but they they found a way to make even this new front wing look pretty similar where it's like got these wow. grooves. Mercedes um, really has your number chase. You're, you're very yeah. into them. And you know me, I'm not a Mercedes guy, but I just <laughs> from like, I, I just think it's a great looking car. I, just pure aesthetics wise. I love that. It, it's hard to hate on it. Um, it's cool to go back to the silver bullet. I, I did like last year how it was all black. I thought that that played pretty well with the Patronus um, kind of branding and, um, speaking of branding, to go across the way to their biggest competitor, I think Red Bull. I'm not going to say they phoned it in because I think it's a it's a historic livery at this point. It's always been pretty consistent over the years, but now they have like a giant Bitcoin sponsorship yeah. on their front wing. They have Oracle on the side. They have another cryptocurrency on their back wing. It's getting a little bit too brandy for me, so I think Red Bull is definitely dropping a couple notches. Um, well, they and and they're they're in that middle group for me. They're not in the not hot list, but they're just. What are you doing, guys? I mean, talk about sponsorship. They obviously like their name of the the whole team is quote unquote a, a sponsor, but Red Bull has now. I mean, who is? What's the name? Like, um, they're... They got two they're huge ones. They got Oracle, which was like a hundred so plus or- million dollar deal. And then like this a- other cryptocurrency. Yeah. Well, the or- they're like the Oracle Red Bull team. It's like they've been sponsored twice. Oh, it's so in their name now? It's the, Yeah, they got the naming rights. I wow. Um, so that's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, it's basically the Oracle Red Bull team. <laughs> and um, it's... Uh, but it's... It is classic at this point. I, I can't hate on it. It's not my favorite, you know? Like it, It's it, in the middle group for me. It's not yeah. the hot list. It's not the not hot list. I think to keep it going, for me, the Alphatari, I know it's technically fine looking. I think it's better than, than the parent Red Bull car, but kind of boring. Um, what else is there? Uh um, Alfa I mean, Romeo. Do you want to talk Alfa Romeo? Well, so so my not list to make it simple, my my not list is Haas because it's so freaking boring. Yeah. Um, and now with everything going on in Russia um, yeah, and in Ukraine, they're going to remove all the sponsorships. So that's going to be like a like a flat white car now, which is going to be very weird. Um, Alpine. I thought they tried so hard, it's bad. and it just looks terrible because they have that. Um, they have the BW. Is it BWT? Yeah, that's the old Force One India. Yeah, so, yeah. old Force India, mm-hmm. and it's pink. They have to get that electric pink on that car, and it's like they took the same car from last year and just threw electric pink on it, yeah. and it looks it looks weird. Although for the listener, they're going to have two different cars this year. I think for the first couple races, it's going to be all pink, and then it's going to go to kind of the mixed blue and pink in the races following. So that's kind of cool that they switched it up. I think it's, I think Formula One is getting closer and closer to having more and more um, 
special liveries like last year's Gulf McLaren, yeah. um, yeah. you know, the Alfa Romeo that that had the kind of Italian theme. That was um, so Honda. The Honda one that was all white that was really cool. I think it was yeah. in Mexico City, right? Um, yeah. Or where was, was that? Be, it was supposed to be the Japanese GP. Yeah. They didn't have that. So, um, that was a really cool yeah. one. Yeah. That was a great one. Awesome. Um, let's, let's go from hot or not to, I think some predictions. Um, do, do we want to just kind of go right into like, we have not talked about this. So, so you go for it. Let's do our way too early predictions so that everybody can hold us to it. Let's start with most improved and we'll build. Um, so let's see what, what we'll do both. We'll, what team and what driver are going <laughs> to be most improved from last year? Well, you know what driver I really want to choose, but I don't <laughs> want to jinx it. So I'll choose somebody else on the driver side. But for most improved team, um, I am going to say, God, it's just you, you can never choose Haas because uh, it's <laughs> not like they're going to go up and up. Um I would say most improved team, Aston Martin. Oh, I don't, I don't hate that. I like that. I mean, you are a Seb guy. You, you have a soft. I like Seb. Seb. He's, a, he's, um, a... he is a good guy, and he's come out and said he will um, protest the Russian GP, um, which is, I mean, in line with Seb, but I think a, a good move, strong move by him. Um, yeah, I mean, I would hope they get some pace. Um, you 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 got to think that they're going to throw enough money each year, and sometimes they're going to get it right. Um, they had such a disappointing season last year um, that you kind of just by regression to the mean they're going to get back to being good. So I don't hate that pick. Um, I, I I think Aston Martin could could be up there, and I mean maybe they they find their way to compete with the with the McLaren Ferrari grouping um, that kind of helped. I think, out. I think Ferrari's going to kind of going to grow it, You know, yeah. you talked about Matias, like he, he was away from the team the whole year last year. It seemed like on race days, focusing on the 2022 development. Yeah. The, the car so far looks great. So I think like Ferrari will grow and get, and get better. Um, I don't really expect McLaren to do much. I think, but Mark I know it's going to be good. I, I, so, I mean, so you think Botas is going to do something? But I think Valtteri is a, is a good driver. Um, I don't that I don't think he's going to disappear into the back of the grid. I think Ferrari, obviously, um, the, the Romeo is a subsidiary of Ferrari, so I think the all, a rising tide will lift both um, both cars, so so to speak. So I, I I could see a big year for both those <laughs> those teams, um, but I'm gonna. I'm going to kind of go Romeo because they've actually upgraded the driver position. You're going to go Alpha Romeo. Yeah, Alpha. I like that. I like that. Well, we'll hopefully, hopefully by the second round of testing, I know they've had some a little bit of reliability and engine issues so far. Yeah, um, it hasn't been great. So, <laughs> so fingers crossed on that because I, I don't really want to see Valtteri Bottas go immediately to a stinker team. That would be kind of a bummer to see. He's an incredible qualifier. Um, I think around a track one time he posts some incredible numbers, um, but mm-hmm. um, hey, I mean Alfa Romeo is getting an incredible driver in Botas, and we'll see what the what the rookie can do. The only rookie um, on the paddock with with Zhang um, to see to see what he does. Yeah, I mean could, he could have some pace. We'll see. 
Um, all right, let's go to the real stuff. Let's go to predictions. Um, who do you see as winning it all? Do we have an idea hmm. about next season? Is it going to be Lewis again? Do we think it's just going to be Red Bull, Mercedes trading blows again? George Russell. George Russell. <laughs> no, George I'm kidding. Um, no, I mean, but are we going mean, to? Oh, by the way, all... that would be the easiest. That would be the easiest answer, Chase, on most improved driver. Would be yeah, George Russell yeah. going from a going from a that that's my answer by the way because I gave my most improved yeah. team as Aston yeah. my 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 no brainer answer is my most improved driver is George Russell from a Williams to a Mercedes yeah. <laughs> the back of the grid to the front um, no I think yeah he has to be him I mean we'll see though he could just disappoint um, he he's got he's some real expectations ahead of him yeah yeah like if he's not hitting podiums. And in that Mercedes, which I mean, I'm assuming it's it's going to kind of be the Mercedes of old. Then that's disappointing. So he has a lot of pressure. Welcome to the pressure of the much. second seat at Mercedes. It's like that's yeah. what we were saying towards the end of the season because um, George Russell started to tail off a little bit in 2021, and there was, of course, the media saying, "Oh, is there a little bit of buyer's regret on Mercedes' part because they're going to get a brand new driver into this car?" And I don't – I mean, here's the thing on Botas, and I know you have your most improved team as Alpha, but he didn't disappoint on a regular basis. He just didn't win. He didn't yeah. He didn't challenge Verstappen when he was coming up. He wasn't getting that number two spot or, like, holding Verstappen back, which is the knock on Botas is that he's not as good of a wheel-to-wheel driver. Um, he's not as good of a passer and stuff like that. He'll get stuck behind traffic. Um, but – Botas constantly got podiums. So to your point, uh, could we see something like Albon and Gasly if Russell has a really difficult start to the year? I don't think they'll do that, um, but but who knows? You, you're, you're totally right. There's a lot of pressure being the number two uh, driver with the Mercedes team, and people probably will blame George Russell over a bad car um, if he's slow this year. Oh, no, yeah, it's it's going to be pressure right away, and he's a young guy. He's, you know, got a lot of charisma. He's not going to be like Valtteri with a very soft-spoken kind of – not. I, I guess not essentially happy to be in the back seat, but, I mean, not a guy that's, like, uh, overtly – Big fired, fish, so. small pond is what he prefers, it seems like. Yeah, so that, that's going to be super interesting. Um, I'm going to go with uh, George's most improved as well. I mean – Should be a home just, run. Yeah, that should be an easy one. Um, let's talk first constructors. Um, that because I think that's an interesting battle. Uh, we just talked up and down about George, and he's probably the X factor for who wins this next year's constructors. If if things play out similar to they did last year, where it's just a dead sprint between Mercedes and Mercedes. I'm going to be super boring with constructors and drivers. I mean, are you lay it on me? Are you going? <laughs> I, I have a feeling you're going to go Mer- a Red Bull here. I know you, you're you a Mercedes guy. I think you're going to go Red Bull here. I'm going to go Mercedes and Lewis Hamilton. Oh, wow. <laughs> there you, you I I mean, color me floored, you know. Um, but listen, Lewis has got a chip. This is like the probably the best thing. That he is happened. so – he's um, got to be so yeah. livid about how that ended. And I think that I'm not manifesting it, I swear, but 
I think that Lewis is usually a pretty good rule follower. I don't think that he was driving dirty last year. I think more so Max was driving a lot more aggressive. I won't say dirty, but a lot more aggressive than Lewis because I think Lewis was always in it for the long haul and knew that it would take a lot of wins and a lot of consistent podium finishes. But I think that as long as the Red Bull and the Mercedes continue to be close, we could see a different Lewis Hamilton this year. I just hope that they have a good car because we said it, nobody wins championships in testing, but Mercedes has been a little bit slower. Could be a lot of sandbagging. It could be that freaking Mercedes didn't even bring their main car to this one just so that the teams would all be thrown off by Mercedes not being at the top of the timesheets. And then when we get to Bahrain closer to the season start in a couple of weeks, Mercedes just blows the freaking lid off of the thing. But yeah, I'm going boring, but in a way kind of fun. Let's have a revenge season for Lewis Hamilton. Hey, listen, I can see that happening. I feel like they sandbagged the beginning of last season as well. Red Bull looked so much quicker. And then as we got there, it was almost like, like watching just like a car break down, but cross the finish line, literally like at, at the hair, obviously it was the closest ever, but like th- that Red Bull was just barely hanging on. And that Mercedes was for sure quicker. Um, and obviously they Red Bull needed a little bit of um, extra something, something at the, at the end just to win it. But um, Hey, listen, I, I think we got to straight stay true to form here. I'm going to go Red Bull. I think Sergio is going to figure a lot out. I thought he was getting better and better throughout the season. I think they're going to have the car more dialed to his specifications. They they waited until half the season to kind of to tune to tune his vehicle to, to his specifications and not just follow whatever Max needed. So I think they're going to be a lot more sensitive to try and win this constructors because hey, look, they got the they got the drivers championship. Max is a happy man. They're obviously Max is competitive as hell. They're going to keep trying to put him in a position to win, but. Hey, he helped Sergio helped Max out a ton in that final race, and I think Max is going to be a little bit more generous. Sergio is such a crowd favorite, such a fan favorite. I think they're going to give him a few more podiums, a few more wins, and ultimately, George Russell is just—he's kind of a wild card. We'll see how he races, but um, it, they could miss the steady presence of Valtteri Bottas. I hate to say it, but totally. Um, uh, well, we're, 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 we're boring. So, so, so you're choosing Red Bull for constructors. I'm choosing Mercedes. I assume you're choosing Max Verstappen to repeat as champion. Yeah, I think it's Max again. Um, I, the guy is a great driver. I think the confidence of coming off of a big win, uh, it's just, it's, it's and he's got a number one on his car now for, 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 for the audience. He's no longer number 33 since he won the world championship. He's got a big old number one on the front of his car. It's cocky as hell, but I love it. I mean, that's him. That's his vibe. You need a villain. You need you need a big personality. I, he plays the role so well. Horner is just – he'll be locked in. Um, I just think the Red Bull team is going to be tough to beat. It, they, they've spent a ton, a ton of dough, um, and – It feels like they're the hungriest to try to go repeat this. Um, This is good. I'll take Lewis's side all day. I'm continuing where I felt where I where I I felt I I was after Abu Dhabi. I I mean I'm scared. I I think Lewis like last season you caught him a little bit flat footed there. I I I do think like Max is able to get a lot of punches in. Lewis hadn't been hit in the mouth like that by anyone um, in a long time in a season, and um, and maybe he he kind of 
malaise into it. And finally, we saw some of the best driving of his career towards the end there. And he he made an incredible, I mean, journey just to be in that position to win at the last race. And he's going to be mad as hell. And I think he's going to drive each race um, like it could be his last. This could be the farewell tour. And if, if he wins, season, if he wins this season, I think he may retire. Yeah. I think he may be like, boom, you know, this car changed. I dealt with the 2021 madness in Abu Dhabi. Um, and now I get a whole new car change and I still win. I win the championship, you know, like I, yeah. he, he, he just wants to be known as the best racer of all time. And, I mean, goodness, he's been so dominant and so consistent, and we'll see if he can do it with hopefully a more level playing field, right? If these car changes are what they say they are to make it for better racing and better following, we'll see who the really good drivers are. Um, So I think it's, yeah. At the end of the day, Max, we forget, and it's going to be clouded by a lot of that, like, craziness that happened. Max is a hell of a driver and has proven, I think, in – his short career to be able to pull off wins and podiums in a, in a worse vehicle. So he's, he's had to fight through a lot of adversity. Obviously Lewis can, can do it with the best of them, but, but Max is, is used to coming kind of from behind and, and, and catching and playing the chase card. So listen, I, it's going to be it's another... the first time. It's the first time Max has ever dealt with a, with a new regulation though. Right. Yeah. He, you know, Lewis has had, Lewis has been racing since, like we talked about, 2007, 2008. Um, he's dealt with a lot more variations of the cars, probably not as dramatic as 2022. I think that's very fair to say is that this change for every driver is super significant. But we could see Max Verstappen dealing with a little bit heavier of a car with a little bit different of an aero package and a little bit less downforce than, you know, the Red Bull would like. And in a race last year where they went into the final race, like what separated by one point or something like that. Um, the couple races off the bat for Mercedes, if they have more straightened Red Bull, maybe, maybe that's the difference on a really tight season. But, I, but I agree with you. I think Max is an incredible driver. He just has to win five or six more world championships before I give him his due. <laughs> Perfect. Um, Johnny, this was, this was fun as always. I can't wait. I mean, we're, we're a little bit more than two weeks away, so it's, it's all happening. Um, we're going to have to do some recap episodes of the Drive to the Five season and this podcast is namesake. So um, I, I encourage every one of our listeners um, to, to set your Netflix DVR um, and whatever notification for when that comes out. Cause it's going to be an awesome, awesome, just, behind the scenes look you can follow along if you didn't really follow this season our last season like we did um you can go back to our podcast and kind of see our our live reactions um to some of those races because it was such a fun year i I can't wait to go back into it It hasn't been that long since we left it but um i'm ready to revisit 2021 and then and then kind of um ease into 2022 because um i the season formula one really kind of i don't think it gets going till monaco so we have, I mean, it'll be fun these first few races to see the new cars and everything, but um, I think you can still stay in 2021 for a little bit longer because it's just such a. I'm done. I'm awesome. done with 2021. You're I am done. all in on 2022. Right. I am so excited for uh, to see these these beasts of cars with their super cool um, rear wings 
and their huge tires and George Russell and a Mercedes and uh, all these new things in 2022. It's going to be an incredible season chase. I'm super excited to have this season preview and uh, to get back into it with you. So looking forward to the season starting March 20th and uh, looking forward to, uh, to another good year, man. Perfect. Thank you, buddy. Always a pleasure. It's going to be a good one. Of course. Awesome. All right. Take it easy. See you, Chase.